Blog Talk Radio. Bringing you excellent entertainment from the king of DC media. Here's the Inside Acting Radio Show. Welcome, my friends, to another episode of the Inside Acting Radio Show. Tonight, my guest is comedian and singer Marianne Boom Boom, my son O, and her castmates Tina Scarta and Mary Domino of the Italian Chicks Comedy Troupe. Now, Marianne has won the New York City Songwriters Festival, and her song, City of Light, has been nominated for a Grammy and sang by the great actor Danny Aiello. Gina Scarta is a former New York City cop, current comedian, and she's been featured on Discovery Health Channel's Fit Family and Bravo Channel's Tim Gunn's Guide to Style. Mary Domino is the winner of the Outstanding Female Comedian 2010 Mac Award, and she's also appeared on Comedy Central, VH1, HBO's uh, Chris Rock Show, and Late Night with Conan O'Brien and also David Letterman. She won a Gracie Allen Award for her role in the PBS documentary Fat. So you can find out more about them on www.theitalianchicks.com. So I see they are on the line. Let me bring these ladies on in. Hi. Good evening. Hey, how you doing, William? How are you? Pretty hey, good. William, how pretty are good. you? Feeling pretty good tonight. Hi, Will. Hey. So, so do you prefer right. to be called Bill or William? Let's call me Will. Will, I like the Will. Okay, Will, you got it. This is Marianne Boom Boom. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Okay, we're going to plunge right in here. So, Marianne, I want you to talk about how the Italian chicks came to be. Well, honestly, it was uh, always a passion of mine to put together an all-female, all-Italian comedy and variety show because I'm first-generation Italian. My dad was born in Italy. And I, what I wanted to do was try to keep all the traditions and cultures, uh, culture alive. And there are specific things that we all do that really take you back to a time and place that no longer exists anymore. So when you, when you come to one of our shows, it's really like going to a family reunion because everybody walks out hitting their head going, oh, my God, I haven't heard that since my grandmother was alive. <laughs> so uh, that was kind of my dream to put that together. And uh, Mary Domino and I uh, knew each other way back in the days in comedy, and I've known her forever, so she was the first person I brought in. And, and Gina had this amazing style and, and, and way about her, and she's extremely talented. And we also have Regina De Chico, who's not here. Uh, she's in Portugal tonight, but she's in another amazing uh, talent. She was a writer on Saturday Night Live in the Whoopi Goldberg show. Uh, wow. So I have four women that are... Uh, amazingly talented. Uh, they raise my game all the time. And uh, we also happen to be sisters and best friends, which is kind of unique in this business. Oh, nice, nice. Okay, Gina, so I'm going to uh, take the spotlight over to you. So if I go to this show, what can I expect? Um, to the Italian Chick Show, well, you can expect like you're being in your um, own living room with your family. Well, are you Italian? Are you Italian, Will? 
So maybe not your family. I guess I'm honorary <laughs> Italian. <laughs> All right. So you understand what it's like to be in an Italian family then. It's very loud. It's, it's very fun. It's, it's, there's always something going on. Yeah. Marianne Lots always of says food. That, um, yeah. It says that we bring you back to, you know, what you paid your shrink to forget. Right, Ma? Yep. Yeah, we're gonna we make you remember things you paid your shrink to forget. Well. <laughs> oh wow, wow. So I'm gonna talk about uh, comedic influences. So uh, Mary, I'll, I'll start with you. So what what's some of the uh, comedians that influenced you? Oh hi, Will. There's there's hey. many. I I would say growing up, I really loved Lucille Ball and I loved Carol Burnett. So that was a big influence for me growing up. And then uh, later on in life, as a teenager, I really, I loved Eddie Murphy, Richard Pryor, you know, all the potty mouths. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. What about you, Gina? Who who influenced you? You know, I, I'm with Mary. Lucille Ball and Carol Burnett were probably my favorites growing up, um, watching the Carol Burnett show and, and watching Laughing. Do you remember Laughing? Oh, God, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Goldie Hawn, all of those people. They just, I loved, I loved watching comedy growing up. So I think um, all those old time comedians were big influences on me. Excellent. You know? Excellent. Yeah. Uh, Marianne, how about you? Well, for me, it was a little different. I do have to admit, uh, I agree with the girls with uh, Carol Burnett and Lucille Ball, but uh, mine was really Bette Midler simply because Bette Midler had the ability to go out and perform and do parodies and also do some really beautiful music, but she also had this ability to banter and tell stories with the audience. And that's really how um, I kind of got into comedy, because really I was just a singer in a rock and roll band, pardon the pun. And um, I just, you know, after after singing like like the same song like a thousand times, you get a little bored up there, you know? And so I wanted to have fun at the same time. I think it was just for me I wanted to have fun. And um, I just started talking to people, and it was very improvisational at that point. Uh, So for me, uh, Bette Midler was a huge uh, influence on me. Yeah, yeah. I've had comedians on this show before. I wanted to get into the anatomy of a joke, like how a joke is, is made and why... Like what makes us laugh? So, Gina, I'll pick on you first. So, like, just talk about the process of, like, of writing jokes, trying them out, finding out what works. You know, it's so funny because um, as Italians, we like to talk a lot. And I think when you're writing a joke and the process of writing a joke, you have to scale it down so you have the least amount of words. <laughs> so it's almost the opposite of what's instinctual to us. Is that, would you say that's true, Mia? Yeah, yeah, I agree. That's absolutely. a great analogy. But yeah, mm. it's getting down, it's taking something that's every day and putting a twist on it and getting it out of your mouth in as few words as possible. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, I agree with you, Gina. And you know what, Bill? I'm sorry, William. Yeah. Um, Mary Domino will, can really give you the clinical answer to your question. <laughs> okay, Honestly, Mary. It sounds like Okay, like let's go for clinical. Have, uh, <laughs> yeah, I know it sounds very medicinal, does it, man? <laughs> yeah, yeah, like I'm waiting for my lamp test. 
I know, I know, I know. Pretty soon the results will be in. Um, <laughs> but, but for me, I'm completely the opposite because I don't consider myself a joke teller. I consider myself a storyteller. And really, mm. the majority of my comedy is based on everything that happened to me with my family in real life. And I think real huh. life is a hell of a lot funnier than sitting with a notepad going, hmm, hmm, if I do this and I do hmm, maybe that'll be funny, you know? And you don't really know until you test it out. But Mary is definitely the one to give you the clinical answer of how you put together a joke. <laughs> well, Pressure, I, you, Mary. Go ahead. I teach stand-up. I, I used to teach stand-up at, like, the Learning Annex and Hofstra and, and various, you know, places around. But, I mean, it, it's it's basically, you know, it's it comes down to set-up, punch. You know, there shouldn't be more than two or three sentences in the setup and the setup is like Gina said, only the essential information that the audience is going to need to get the punchline. And then there's usually a twist at the end, but it, it needs to be like to the point, short and sweet. And you got to get to that laugh as soon as possible. Yeah. That's the, uh, so, so, Dr. Domino version. <laughs> okay. So, so Mary, so like, give me an example, like, uh, like a joke, like, like, tell a joke and then break it down for us. Oh, man. I, I'm not going to say my joke. I'm going to a two-drink minimum for that. <laughs> that's that's you know, okay. I'll cover charge book. for that, Will. Okay. There's a great book. <laughs> Will, there's, my, there's my a great book that if, if anyone in the audience wants to, like, really get a lot of samples of the way she breaks it down, Judy Carter, the comics Bible, it's, the best book, and anyone that's starting out needs to read it because she gives dozens of examples, hundreds, right, G? I think you studied with her too. Oh, it's a fantastic book. I think every comedian has probably read that book. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a great, yeah, great book start. to start, yep. But, you know, Will, uh, um, yeah. the segue for you here on this, I don't, I don't know where you're headed, but I'm going to jump in because um, – I'm like uh I'm like a proud parent. These you know this is this is my this is my production and my brainchild, but these are uh amazing women that I'm really honored and, and blessed to be working with. And their acting ability, um because separate from comedy, their acting ability is, is quite quite amazing and, and has really impressed me on many levels. Exactly, exactly. Oh, thank so you, I, I did want to touch on that. Thank you, ma'am. I definitely want to touch on that. Yes, yes, absolutely. So I know that, uh, Mary, I know you've done all kinds of stuff. I mean, you've been, uh, you know, you were on Chris Rock's show. You were at, uh, you did stuff for PBS. So talk a little bit about that. Yeah, yeah. Well, currently I have a uh, a commercial running, a national commercial for Life Reimagined, AARP. I have that running with a, a national print ad also. So that that's what that's what I'm doing currently. But yeah, what you mentioned was I, I did a documentary with PBS called Fat, What No One Is Telling You. And uh that was well, I don't know if you know this, but I lost about hundred and fifteen pounds. So well, it was a documentary about, you know, how I lost the weight and all that fun stuff. So that that won an award, and uh, yeah, it's just been good. I love acting. You know, comedy is my first love, uh, but 
Acting is really a close second. I'm just the opposite. <laughs> yeah, Gina, you like acting better? Uh, acting Gina is the opposite. <laughs> acting is my first love. Comedy is my first love. But as I was They're listening really... to our credits, um, you know, we have to update those credits, America. Some of those things are so old. We've yes, you so girls have to send the updates to your bios. Yeah. 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 Gina, Gina, you were on, uh, was it Fit Family? Oh, my God, that was so long ago, yeah. Um, Yeah. That's one of the things that started me, and that that was not acting. That was a reality TV show where um, my family was on. But um, just recently, I'm in a movie called Mommy's Box. It's going to be in theaters everywhere on September 30th. um, Okay. On Amazon. And uh, I'm going out to the L.A. premiere for that on September 30th. I'm really excited. So, you know, we have some more recent stuff we have to get on our resumes. Excellent. Excellent. There, and then, uh, uh, Marianne, you're, you're rehearsing uh, your one-woman play. Talk about that. Yes, I am. And actually, both of my directors are on the phone with us. <laughs> uh, I thought it was a very wise move for me to pick uh, Gina and Mary because not only of their uh, exposure and experience in, in the acting community, but because they are very close to me. And um, who else better to direct me uh, in something that's so close to me, a story about my life growing up first generation in uh, Italian-American and dealing with a father uh, with infidelity and how that infidelity skewed my perception of love as an adult. So I, I consider myself in great hands with, you know, two people that are highly skilled and also people that love me. Um, but, um, and, you know, acting was always, and, you know, I have to say this, Jenny, you know, when you said, you know, you love acting first and comedy second, I get it. Because really, when you are a comic, you are acting. Mm-hmm. It's true. And I don't know how many people realize that because, I mean, I, I guess comics like us uh, and many other comics, like I can't recall names right at the moment, but, you know, you turn into different characters for different portions of your your comedy set. Absolutely. You know, whether you're doing a, um, a man, acting My grandmother. as a, a grandmother, your, your, your uh, vocals change to accommodate the story. So you turn into your mother or you turn into your father. And all of those skills are all acting skills as well. True. Yes. So, absolutely, you know, I sometimes you do see a lot of comics going into, you know, turn, going into motion pictures because, in theory, they know how to do it because they do it every night when they're standing in front of people on a stage. That's right. That's right. So, uh, Gina, I guess I'm going to put you on the spot again. So what kind of director are you? Well, this is going to be my first time directing, so I'm really excited about it. But as far as what kind of director I am, you'll have to ask Marianne. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, Have I helped you so far? <laughs> yeah, she has. And I'm waiting to get I'm, – I'm, I'm, I'm going to put like on a – I think I'm going to wear a burqa when I do it in front of Mary because Mary's <laughs> going to beat me with a friggin' bat. I can tell right now. Okay? Why is that? Well, well, because I think Mary will just, you know, no, Mary, uh, over here, I think we need the, over here. Um, but they're both they're both different people, which is why, and they have different styles, which is why I think it's very important having the two of them 
um, direct me in this. And I will tell you, when I did my first read-through with Gina, and I did it with, with all emotion, and I still was reading, but I did it with all the emotion and all the acting. And when we sat down afterwards and we went over the script, she made some um, really interesting observations and recommendations that I did change and I did put in. And um, so I appreciate that, Jay. Uh, but, you see, it's, when you're working on something that not only have you written and you've lived your whole life and it's very cathartic, it's very hard for you to really see those things because you're really, you're really pouring out your soul about your life. But it's easy for them because they weren't part of that. So, you know, Gina did a great job on the first run, and uh, I'm looking forward to see what, you know, hey, maybe Mary will just say, man, I love it the way it is. Okay, that would be great. <laughs> that can't. <laughs> I know, I know, but I took a shot. Okay. Well, you know, Mary well, has the most experience with one-woman shows. She's, she's produced um, two unbelievable, great one-woman shows, and actually um, Scared Skinny won the best one-woman sh- uh, show of the festival, right, the New York City Fringe Festival, Matt? Yeah, yeah, it did. Scared Skinny won Best Solo in uh, the New York International Fringe. And then uh, my second one-woman show, Big Dummy, uh, won in 2013 at United Solo Awards. So I'm excited. But, you know, I'm really really excited about Marianne, too. She says she has to wear a bat and a burka. (laughs) But I think it shows. (laughs) I am such a perfectionist. I, you know, I really, like, I'm all about, you know, you know, her, like, you know, I make sure, man, you got to memorize the lines. You got to stand where you're supposed to stand. So it's like, I love Marianne's instincts because she's very improvisational and all of her instincts are right on the money. So like, I want to keep those instincts there, but I also want to rein her in a little bit so that she, you know, sticks to the story and, and everything, you know, flows nicely and she'll be able to get back and hit the important points. You know what I mean? Right, exactly. right. So that's yeah. how I think, you know, that's probably the difference in directing. But, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I've, I've, yeah, you performed it for me already, Maya, and I loved it. Yeah, but it's been changed so many times since you've heard it. Oh, oh I better bring my bat. You better bring the bat, Maya. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, Mary's yeah, right. Uh, Mary's yeah. right, because I do have a tendency, which is why when I was rehearsing it by myself, I videotaped it. This way I could listen back and use it as a learning tool. But what I noticed was that I was working on it. I I said things that weren't written in because I am that improvisational. And I love them. So I went back to the video and then wrote them back in the script. So it was a unique way to sit down and say, Gee, I, I, I want to rewrite certain parts, but I don't know what, and it just happens organically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the best way to mm-hmm. do it, like conversationally when you're speaking it out. That yes. Was, that was good, Matt. Thanks, man. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so have any of you done uh, any independent films lately? Yes, oh, I have. Yes, yes. Gina. 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 <laughs> she just did. All right. Yeah. yeah I, I, did, I did a movie called Mommy's Box, the one that I was just mentioning. Um, also, I just produced my own film. It's called Cherries in Season. 
and it's um, a year season in the life of the iconic bar Cherries on the Bay in Cherry Grove, Fire Island, which is the gay um, one of the two uh, gay parts of Fire Island. And um, we just got accepted into the Golden Door Film Festival. We we premiered it at the Long Beach Film Festival, and it it was just sold out and got such great response. So we're really excited to see where that's going to go. Uh, director Dave Dodds, um, he's he's actually the mastermind the whole behind the whole thing. He has just a great vision for it, and it turned out so great. Yeah, it really was. It was a great film. And I loved you in Mommy's Box. I was so impressed. Oh, thank you. Yeah, totally. Awesome. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, that's uh, that's good. I mean, that you know, independent films. That's that's really a lot of people uh, say they're. Um, I I personally think they're a lot better than what what you see on the big screen these days. I mean, the the storytelling is so much more compelling. Yes. I absolutely agree with you, and I think that independent 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 film is uh, mm-hmm. really going to start giving you know the big uh, motion picture machine a run for their money, because I think the big motion picture machine uh, just kind of gets a little sloppy after a while. You know, it's a you know how many you know part twenty five of Die Hard do you want to see? You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> and it's so sad because mm-hmm. there's so many brilliant playwrights out there and screenwriters and you know there's so many talented people and they never get an opportunity because you know once you get involved in that machine they just keep going to the same well yeah and that's what's so sad with that's what's so sad with this business i mean you do have to have thick skin but i i also think what's very sad is that i mean i you know as a musician as well you know i know from musicians comics to actors and and, you know, I have so many musician friends that are so damn talented. I mean, like, scary-ass talented. And, you know, these people have not made it. And it just, it gets me angry because I see what's out there and I go, how could this be? How could this be? So yeah. it's really, you know, yeah. you know, is it the luck of the draw? Is it that miracle that comes down and, and hits you and you hope it hits you? Uh, is it money? Is it? I don't know what it is, but I, I know that uh, there's so many talented people out there that if if the big machines would just start pushing into them, uh, they would be able to change, you know, their entire structure. I think you're right. I want to talk about training, acting, and uh, training and acting coaches and the whole thing. So, Mary, <laughs> I guess I'll start with you. What what's been your uh, training as far as acting? Oh, boy, I, I did a lot of training years ago with Joanna Beckson. I studied with her for seven years. She's located in Manhattan, and it's the Stanford Meisner technique. I don't know if you're familiar with all these different techniques. It's like Strasbourg. Yeah. So she's Meisner. So I, I learned originally all my fundamentals with Meisner. And, you know, I don't know if you're familiar, but it's like repetition. It's like you're looking at me, you're looking at me, you're looking at me, you're looking at me. And you, you sit there and you're with your scene partner for 20 minutes saying the same thing. Wow, wow. I guess with a different intent. <laughs> exactly. You say it right. Right. Each moment brings a different thing. Right. So yeah. I studied there wow. and I studied a little, um, you know, um, on-camera work at the new school. 
and then improv at UCB for a couple years. Hmm. Hmm. Okay, Gina, what about you? Um, well, I I didn't like Meisner. I took one Meisner class with Louise Lasher, who was Mary Hartman. Mary Hartman, remember her? Right. I'm not a big fan of that technique. No. But I just, I, no, I, I just the whole repeating mm. thing just drove me crazy. It turns, I don't know. I, you know, I've gone through quite a few acting classes and acting schools, but um, only some of them resonated with me. When I when I still have to act like a tree and stuff like that, I'm like, oh, okay, that's not for me. <laughs> so I'm more traditional acting. <laughs> I've I've gone. I studied at TNC Studios, which is no longer there, unfortunately. Uh, Bare Bones uh, Theater, um, which I've done a lot of, you know, regional theater out here on Long Island with them. Um, I've studied uh, improv with um, Al Isaacs and Scott Baker, and I was in an improv troupe, too, called Seesaw Comedy. That was a lot of fun. So, I mean, I, I've studied – I take classes wherever I can. Um, right now I'm going to be going to one-on-one studios for some classes that they have. Um, there's one that I want to take with Chaz Palmateri, so I'm excited about that. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah. You know, I, I learn wherever awesome. I can. And I always yeah, that's true. You learn wherever you can. Always keep learning. Yep. For me, I yep. was, um, and this was years ago, I was at HB Studios in New York City, four years of acting and improv. And my two teachers, which I will never forget, one was Bill Hickey, William Hickey, who was the Don in Pritzy's Honor, and the other one was nice. Sandy Dennis, God rest her soul. And she was in the original Out of Towners with Jack Lemon. Remember oh, George? George. George. Nice. <laughs> and um, it was great because, I, I, it, you know, Bill Hickey was more improvisational, which was interesting because he had that wacky kind of voice. Uh, and Sandy Dennis was really into, you know, more of the comedy and the drama end of it. Uh, but I will say, uh, along with my, my two directors that are with me here, the, uh, the other uh, unique advice that I've received was from my, my buddy Danny Aiello, and I think that's you know, the best recourse, getting something from somebody like that, because the guy is truly a very underrated but brilliant actor. And um, uh, a couple of things that he gave me I thought was pretty interesting. He told me to record myself uh, just the audio, but do full emotion as if I was doing this in front of an audience and just do the mm. audio. And then every day I could take that audio on my, let's say I, I saved it on my iPhone, and I could plug my headphones in and I can continue to listen. That's one way of memorizing because you keep hearing it. Uh, the other thing he recommended, which is really great because uh, I started doing this, is calling up all your friends, even friends that you haven't seen in a while, and you say, hey, guess what? How would you like to go to a play? How would you like to see a play? And they go, well, yeah, sure. And you go, okay, pick a night. I'm coming over. <laughs> and, I love it. and what you do, he said, is you do it in front of your friends. Nice. And, and this is great because, you know, I have a lot of friends that are not Italian. And this play has some Italian things in it, of course. But um, it would be interesting to see what, what you learn from that. It's almost like doing it uh, in, in front of a live audience as a workshop in a way. Because nice. in your mind you're saying, okay, this line I think is funny. I should get a laugh here. But you know what? When you do it in front of other people, 
you can see if what you thought was supposed to happen is really happening. Huh. Yeah, and then while you're doing this for these people, you're also rehearsing your play at the same time. Huh. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah you know, uh, yeah. yeah, I've invited uh, uh, friends and family to plays, and I don't know, some of my, my uh, friends, I don't know, maybe I scared them off because they seem like they hardly ever show up. But <laughs> anyway. <laughs> uh Jesus. Yeah. And I also tried comedy one time, and uh, I learned very quickly I'm not a comedian. But let's move on <laughs> to um, – I wanted to wrap up with uh, – oh, oh, this is what I'm, I have to ask you guys about this. So the Italian chicks – so you're getting ready to do a show. How much of the preparation and warm-up of that show is – do you – like how do you how do you warm up for it? Is it improv? Is it telling jokes backstage? I mean, how do you get in, in a mindset to make people laugh for an hour and a half, two hours? Well, it's actually <laughs> six hours. Um, I, I'm gonna go for this, ladies, and if and if you have anything mm-hmm. to add, jump in because I might forget. I okay. think for us, um, and and I'm as I said, I'm blessed to have people that are seasoned and they know what they're doing. So I never have to worry about anything. We just walk in and worry about ourselves. And there's usually a tech rehearsal for about an hour uh, to get all the music and everything, because we do a lot of music in the show as well, and parodies. Uh, Sometimes we'll even use that as an opportunity to rehearse a new parody. And then uh, while we're backstage in the green room, um, you know, sometimes we're just talking about different things or everyday life. And then as it gets closer to either, either one of us going on, we kind of walk away, and you kind of get in your own head a little bit. And, you know, you're by yourself. You're in your own head. You walk around. You kind of pace a little bit. And then Gina calls out somebody's name, and you're on stage, and you just do it. That's exactly yeah. it. That's exactly yeah. it. You left out the cannolis and the red wine. That's right. <laughs> and, and you left out Facebook and Periscope Live. We've been doing that before shows lately, too. Yes, yes. What we've been doing before yeah. shows, we're doing Facebook Live, which is great because we're talking to people on Facebook behind the stage. And hopefully oh, really? this Saturday night, uh, if the Wi-Fi, that's always the problem, if the Wi-Fi is strong enough in the venue, then we will go live on Facebook for portions of the show as well. So it's kind of neat because we have a live audience in front of us, and we have a live audience of, God, an infinite number of people uh, being live on Facebook and and Periscope. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Okay, so we're getting ready to wrap up here. So I just want uh, to go down the list. Uh, We'll start with you, Gina, and then we'll go to you, Mary, about uh, just talk about uh, how fans can keep up with you and uh, anything that's uh, coming up for you, and then Marianne will wrap up with you and just take us out with um, you know how people can see the show. Okay. Okay. Well, I am on on Facebook is probably the best place. You know, at at Gina Sparta um, on Facebook, and um, I also have GinaSparta dot com on my my website. You can see my reel and whatever else, all kinds of interesting things that are happening in my life go up there. And uh, pretty much that's it. I'm on Instagram as the happy place. <laughs> that's me. Very simple. <laughs> yeah, mine's simple too. It's at Mary Domino. Uh, Twitter, Facebook, it's all at Mary Domino. Website, 
And October 12th, November 16th, I'll be in New York City, 13th Street Theater, doing my one-woman show, Big Dummy. And the weekend of uh, Thanksgiving, I'll be in Maine doing it. Nice. Say hello to me on Twitter or Facebook. Nice. Okay. Yes, and me, of course, you can catch me on Facebook, Marianne Maizano. Then, of course, there's the Italian Chicks fan page on Facebook as well. Uh, Twitter, it's me, uh, at Mary Ann Boom Boom. And um, if you go to our website, which is theitalianchicks.com, uh, we have all of our upcoming shows uh, posted there. Uh, this weekend, we're in Albany at the Italian American Community Center. Uh, we have a busy couple of weeks, and then the week after that, we're in Monroe, New Jersey. And then after that, we're in Richfield Park, New Jersey. So uh, it's a happening place and a funky base, Will. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's up. <laughs> That's what's gone down, bro. Okay. <laughs> That's right. Right on, right on, sister. Okay. There okay. You go. Thank you, lady. Thank you, ladies, for coming on the show. It's been a pleasure, and y'all have a great night. Thank you, too. Well, thank well. you. Thank you. Okay. Love you guys. Bye, bye, honey. Bye, bye. 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 All right, listeners, uh, make sure you do something for your career every day and break a leg. Good night. Looking for a show to see this weekend? Look no further than D.C. Metro Theater Arts. They've got reviews, Q&As with actors, and much, much more. Visit dcmetrotheaterarts.com. That's dcmetrotheaterarts.com. Under the dark you pacify me Hold my breath Take me down, I won't fight Beat of my heart, you drum inside me 